to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Sacrifice the Queen. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots, and tonight is Monday, September 19th in the year 2022. And our world just gets crazier all the time. I don't know if you heard today, but Joe Biden got stuck in traffic in London, which was, I guess, exciting for him. They love him about as much as we love him. Take a listen to this. You see, that's even in London on the way to the Queen's. Memorial service. Oh, my goodness. What a reflection of the things we have here. Anyway, Patriots, before we begin tonight, things are in chaos right now economically if you haven't been paying attention to the markets. So make sure you're taking good care to protect your wealth. That's why we have Birch Gold. The last time we went through a recession, there were stocks that literally went to zero. Washington Mutual, Lehman Brothers, Chrysler, Multiple blue chip stocks went to little or no value almost overnight. Could that happen again? And if it did, are your savings protected? Why not own something that has never been valued at zero? Gold. Historically, your best hedge against inflation, which is racing out of control as we speak. The savviest Americans diversify their savings to protect them from the downturns in the market, from global instability, and from a falling dollar. Do you? Birch Gold Group helps you hold gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account. In fact, if you have a 401k or IRA that's underperforming, just text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898, and you can convert that into an IRA in precious metals right now. Text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898, and Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on diversifying into gold tax-free. Hedge against inflation. Protect your hard-earned money. Get your free info kit by texting BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 today. And that's BARDS to 989898. So, Patriots, I want to begin tonight with a little history. In, I'm like looking back at the year here. So this, this was back in 1960 or 53, Bobby Fischer won the U.S. Open Championship and in what became known as the game of the century. Now, Bobby Fischer at the time was 13 years old and he was a world champion by that point and he, when he beat Donald Byrne in the Rosenwald Memorial Tournament at the Marshall Chess Club in New York City, and I'm wrong on the date, it was October 17th, 
1956. And there's all sorts of crazy numbers in this, so pay attention to this. This is really kind of weird. There's a strategy part that I want to, I want to introduce here tonight. In this game, Fisher, who was playing black, demonstrated a noteworthy innovation in improvisation. Byrne, who was playing white, after a, after a standard opening, makes a seemingly minor mistake on move 11, losing a tempo by moving the same piece twice. Fisher pounces with a brilliant sacrifice play, culminating in a queen sacrifice on move 17. Byrne captures the queen, but Fisher gets copious material for it, and a, a rook, two bishops, and a pawn. At the end, Fisher, the, at the end, Fisher's pieces coordinate a to force a checkmate, while Byrne's queen sits useless on the other side of the board. I'm bringing a lot of this up because there's a lot of strategy at play right now. And I can already hear some of the chat going on tonight, so I'm just going to put a damper on it right now. I'm going to talk about Trump, and if that bugs you, go find another place to chat tonight because I don't want to hear any more stuff about people getting tired of hearing about Trump because I'm really not in the mood for it tonight. So here's the deal. This, this play here is very important to understand some of the things that could be going on right now. And even if it's not intentional, it is happening, in fact, by default. One of the most interesting things that we are seeing happen right now is that we are starting to see revelations of the vax coming out. And these are big revelations. In fact, there's a new video that came out promoting the vax, which is rather disgusting, in fact. And this video pushes out the idea that myocarditis is normalized. So take a listen to this, this piece here. This is a new video for kids and families. I've been into fashion since I can remember. But one day I had a stomach ache so bad I didn't want to do anything. The team at New York Presbyterian said it was actually my heart. It was severely swollen. Something called myocarditis. But doctors gave me medicines and used machines to control my heartbeat. They saved me. So now I can become the next great fashion designer. Right. So here's the thing. With that, the article that where that was posted um, made some additional comments about that injection and it, what they were or about the the video. And surprisingly, this is one of their quotes. The sad reality is that this promo video has undertones of trying to normalize myocarditis in children, even though. The condition was never a problem before Operation Warp Speed. Before the Trump administration unleashed COVID vaccines at the behest of Tony Fauci and Big Pharma, myocarditis in children was virtually non-existent. This is what's really interesting about this whole event. The left and the media would never admit that they were complicit in promoting a lie about, the, about these vaxes unless they could pin it on somebody else. And where, they've, where they're pinning it, obviously, is President Trump. And that's right where they're going to go with this down the way. There's no avoiding this beast. It's coming, out, it's coming down the freight train. So whether that's by design or whether that's by default, the fact of the matter is that truth and red pill is coming out. And this is part of the bigger picture that I think we're all going to have to start realizing is that 
we're starting to see an unraveling of the control matrix of what of where they can control truth and the whole cascading of real truth. And with that is going to come a complete disintegration of a lot of their control and a lot of the faith in the system that we currently have. We're in a very critical time right now. And these times that we're in are going to challenge all of us. Venezuela yesterday announced that it has opened all of its prisons and is dumping every one of its prisoners and letting them go towards the Mexican border to cross into the United States. In a video that was published the other day by a Venezuelan, he was bragging about the fact that with all the Venezuelan criminals that are coming into this nation, they expect to destroy the United States in two years. This is all by design, every bit of this. And all of this is by design of the, of the billionaires and the, the elite class to undermine and destroy our culture from inside out. Now, here's some of the harsh realities we're going to have to start coming to grips with. The Q program that promised patriots are in control and the military is in control, I don't know where that is. I'm just being very honest with you about this. I continue to probe my resources inside the military to find out information about where we stand. And what I'm going to tell you is the military that we have been led to believe and the military that is are two different worlds. The military, our current military is broken. And that was a result of eight years under Obama of purging every Patriot commander out of the military. And in so doing, they left us with a globalist led military, a globalist oriented military that has little resolve or interest in protecting the Republic. I'm not telling you there aren't patriots within their ranks, but I am pointing out some very critical things here. Our military financially is broken. Spiritually and morally, it's more focused on woke ideologies than it is in defending the homeland. The, the privates that are coming in, the young, the young soldiers that are getting indoctrinated are getting indoctrinated more into LGBTQ theories than they are into how to be a warfighter. So we, are, we have created an entire culture now it has lost its way. And for most of these soldiers, they've never even read the Declaration of Independence or the Constitution or really understand the nature of their oath. So the fact is that we have to get to some hard realities to start asking ourselves of who is going to defend America. And that's ultimately coming down to us. And it's always been us. But in the end of the day, we are the ones that are going to be the seminal line of whether this nation continues or whether this nation falls. And that also means a major change in mindset. Because as a nation, we have become very complacent and we continue to want to seek to have someone else fix it for us. President Donald J. Trump is a large, he's, he's a bigger than life personality. He is a powerful marketer and he has a way of swinging the public. But the one thing that I've said from the very beginning, and I said this before you even knew me because we were saying this in 2015 and 2014, is that he was lacking substance. He talks important topics, but there's, there's not a on-the-ground, feet-to-the-ground substance to what we're going to do. Making America great again is a great buzzword. America first is a great buzz title. But what does that actually mean in concrete terms? Sadly, what we are facing right now as a nation is a looming famine, not just here and, and not just globally, but here. And this famine isn't just going to be one season. We're talking multiple seasons of famine where literally people are going to starve to death. 
We're facing the same crises with energy. Or people, whether they have energy or not, many people aren't going to be able to afford heat. They're going to freeze to death this winter. This is the new America that we're faced with. And not one politician is talking about how that's going to get fixed, other than to tell you that on November 8th, you need to vote. This is my problem with this whole bit, is that that is not solving the core systemic issue of how we are going to restore America. America wasn't built on voting. It was built on patriots taking up arms, patriots working together in communities to build and strengthen their their resource base and coming together as a nation to stay off the British. But here's the biggest problem we have now, is that it isn't just a repeat of history. It's not just 1776 part two. Instead of the British who are occupying and then bringing in the Hessians to be their uh, strong arm to enforce the law, we now have an elite that are satisfied in destroying and killing whoever they need to to get their way. They have no problem demonizing and rounding up every MAGA patriot and seeing to it that they are completely eliminated. And the problem is there's a large enough base of the left that will buy into that, that they will go along with it. My point is that we are facing an enemy that is ruthless and it has only one idea in mind, to absolutely maim or destroy you to such a level that we will, you, you or I will never exist and be able to operate again. They have the resources of the federal government. They have the resources of billions of dollars in their pocket of private armies. And they have the resources of foreign entities that are coming in across our borders to cause mass disruption. Now, do we have a military that will defend us? And that's the biggest question mark of the day because there isn't one peep from anybody saying that the military is on our side. You can hear about it all day long about how the military is on our side, but until you see it on the ground and their willingness to step in and do that dirty work on the ground in the United States to protect and defend the citizens of this country, right now it's nothing more than a bunch of vaccinated soldiers that are all subject to their own problems of the vaccination itself. And you have to ask who you can really trust. The important part, part of this right now is not to still fear or, or agitation, but to realize the importance that every single one of us has in our community in organizing and working with the sheriff and wherever you can and getting things together to be very serious and poignant about what is coming. We are facing a storm of storms. These migrants that are coming across, many of which are fighting age males, they are not sitting still. They are moving into places to cause harm and damage. They hate Americans. They hate you. And they have no problem seeing you suffer and be tortured to death, even in the open street. MS-13 is one of their classic issues, or especially when you get to with some of the, the issues that the... Uh, The cartels do. They'll just pull somebody out in the middle of the street and behead them, butcher them, burn them, whatever they need to do so that everybody in the the village or everybody in that community is so fear paralyzed that they'll never do anything. And the problem is Americans have become so fear paralyzed over an invisible enemy. They themselves have lost any sense of what it is to be a patriot. There are patriots out here. But we keep being told to hold the line. We keep being told to step back. We keep being told to don't worry, don't do anything, just vote. The question is, who is going to do something? 
And who is going to finally acknowledge the fact that we are in the middle of a revolution to save our nation or to lose it? That's the absolute truth. And there isn't a single leader out here that wants to say those words. They want to talk about reform through the system. This system is broken. It is absolutely dismally broken beyond any form of repair. And there is too much interest in people trying to look to hope to find an easy way to fix it rather than understanding that it's going to take Americans rolling up their sleeves, I don't care what your age is, to have to work together in whatever capacity you can bring to that fight to start unifying as a country again and fighting off this enemy. Because I'll tell you right now, the map that they're laying out, if we don't have some sort of if we don't have some sort of military intervention here that is on in our favor, we, things aren't looking real good. And I'm just going to paint a very truthful picture tonight that you need to hear. Americans are not eager to want to step off the plate. They don't want to get into this fight. There are some, don't get me wrong, and they're good patriots that are out there. But way too many people want to be, have someone else fix it for them. They're re- waiting for Trump to fix it. They're waiting for... General Flynn to fix it. They're waiting for some white hat crew to fix it. I don't know. They're waiting for Jesus to arrive and fix it. I mean, everything is about someone else fixing it. That's not the contract God gave us. We were given dominion over evil. That means we have a hand in justice and we have a hand in maintaining this. It's one of these great things that people look around and say, well, how come God's intervening? I don't know. Maybe because he already told us we had dominion and to fix it. But we keep too often trying to look up to have someone find the the solution to bring the solution to us or look towards a podium to have a president bring the solution to us. Where are we doing the work? We see more patriots involved than ever, and that's a great thing. Don't get me wrong. People getting involved in local politics, people getting involved in local community action. We've never seen this much activity before, and that's good. But everybody better be ready for something much bigger. Because right now, defense of the communities is very real. And the threats are everywhere. If you're living with an illusion that somehow these perpetrators are coming across the border aren't getting into our communities, think again. So let's look at this from a reverse lens. Governor DeSantis sent up a group of immigrants to Martha's Vineyard. The Martha Vineyard lawyers flew in immediately. And they ended up rounding them up and get this, had the military remove them. I just want you to think about that sequence of events there for a minute. The military came in and removed the immigrants from Martha's Vineyard, but the military won't do anything to stop the immigrants from coming across the border. Are you starting to see the problem we're dealing with here? This is an unbelievable problem. And a problem that's only going to get much, much worse. So we have to get to a place where we are literally going to give no quarter to this sort of game. And a lot of that's going to begin with your local sheriff, where you have to coordinate and work with your local sheriff. But not all all sheriffs are good. Now, I want you to listen to this. This is Javier Salazar. He's the sheriff down in San Antonio. I don't know how Texas has ended up with a bunch of clowns for sheriffs because here's another one. 
The last one was at the school shooting down there. This is another one. Listen to what he says, and I'll elaborate after he finishes. We are opening up a case uh, with an investigation with regard to the suspected uh, activities involving the 48 migrants from Venezuela that, as we understand it at this point, the facts of the case at this point, are that on uh, Wednesday, September 14th, uh, here in Bear County in the city of San Antonio, uh, our understanding is that a Venezuelan migrant uh, was paid a, a, what we would call a bird dog fee to recruit approximately 50 migrants from the area around a migrant resource center on San Pedro uh, here in San Antonio. Uh, as we understand it, 48 migrants were uh, lured, I will use the word lured, uh, under false pretenses uh, into, into staying at a hotel for a couple of days. Uh, they were taken by airplane. At a certain point, they were shuttled to an airplane uh, where they were flown to Florida and then eventually flown to Martha's Vineyard, again, under false pretenses is the, the information that we have, that they were promised work, they were promised the solution to several of their problems. They were taken to uh, Martha's Vineyard from what, from what we can gather uh, for nothing, for little more than a photo op, video op, and then they were unceremoniously stranded in Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, he's a liar. So here's the deal. That guy got a call, most likely, from the attorneys when they landed in Martha's Vineyard because they knew they had him on the hook. And so now he's going to create a false report to try to make gin up some charges against Governor DeSantis for, quote, human trafficking is what they're going to try to do. We are dealing with a level of corruption in this nation that we've never imagined. And quite frankly, patriots, I don't know how we get through this without burning the entire system down. The entire system is corrupt beyond repair, and it's time that we start coming to grips with that. And I don't know what that means exactly in repairing it, because this is always what happens when I say these things. And I start getting the panic emails, and I start getting the, the sky is falling, the end of the world garbage. So don't and listen to this instead. Instead of start wringing your hands and start asking, oh my, oh my, what are we going to do? Start getting involved in your local community, start identifying the problems, and start working with your local people to get these dirt bags out. That's how you fight this. There is no easy way out of this problem. As a nation, we sat on our butt for well over 50 years. While the left moved in an aggressive way with money and influence and voting and put in their people through every level of the system. They've, they've bought off sheriffs, they have bought off police officers, they've bought off police chiefs, they've bought off school board members, they have lawyers, they have a corrupt system that they have built over the top of what we called and thought was the Republic of the United States of America. This is the corporate United States that we're fighting. And the corporate United States of America is a bankrupt, morally bankrupt, and actually financially bankrupt institution that is using our resources, our taxes, to fund a war of tyranny against us. Now, that's the other thing that I say many times, and I really don't know how to say this other than the definition of stupidity in this nation is the willful compliance of people to pay taxes where there does not exist any law. There is no law that says you have to pay taxes. But the people willingly pay taxes and willingly complain about the loss of their First and Second Amendment rights. 
The government that's taking away the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, every amendment you have is the same government you're paying with your damn taxes. So it's about time that people start realizing what's going on here in this war and start fighting this war and getting their hands dirty. This is not going to be a clean fight. And to the best of our knowledge, other than the promise of Q, which is there's white hats and military in control, I don't see it. And until we do see it, don't act as if there is one. Because that sort of complacency means people sit on the side and they wait for someone else to fix it. We don't have that sort of time. We don't have that time at all. Any more than people have time saying that, well, I'll get around to accepting Jesus in my life. You might want to do it now because there's still maybe a little bit of time on the clock. This fight is ugly. Let's look at some of the things that they're doing. You are now have five-year-old children that are willfully asking their parents, boys, to have their genitals cut off, to be neutered, because they don't want to be a boy. They want to be a girl. You have girls, asking five-year-old girls, asking their parents to cut their breasts off because they don't want to be girls anymore. This is happening, and you have these dipshit parents out here that are literally agreeing to it. There's not enough millstones for the parents that are doing this to their kids, by the way. And I'm just going to say it. If I ever get into a position of power like that, those parents, you won't like me because you will end up in jail. Guaranteed you will get prison sentence for child abuse. No questions asked. This is a horrific time that we are living. Children that are being targeted. And I'm going to talk a lot about that this week. Children that are being targeted with MK Ultra type approaches to confuse them on their gender so that they then become a puppet in the political system that these people are trying to create. And there's still such complacency. We still push our kids out to public school. Sure hope they're sure hope public school's better this year. Hope we don't have masks. Maybe we will maybe we might just get one vaccination requirement instead of three. I don't know what's happened to the mentality of America. But on one hand, you have a core group of people out here that are swinging hard to try to wake people up. And on the other hand, you have a whole bunch of people out here that are just going along going, well, you know, um, I, I'm, maybe it'll be okay, but I, I just hope for the best. Hoping for the best and when your children are getting indoctrinated and slaughtered is not an answer, just so we say it. So obviously there is a lot of work for us to do and a lot that we have to continue to dig in on. This thing is big. They're moving so many pieces at once and it's hard to keep your eyes on it and I get that. And that's why again, between there's two focuses on a daily life of focus local and focus on Jesus. And those two things come together. Take a listen to this new surveillance system that's coming in. This is 3 minutes, 54 seconds. This is all through the new LED light system. Turning those cutting-edge lights into networks. They can send and receive data. But as Bill Whitaker shows us, the technology creating new opportunities also raises privacy concerns. 
Should you find yourself in Terminal B at Newark Airport, look up. Those aren't just new lights, they're smart lights. A sophisticated array of LED fixtures with built-in sensors and cameras connected over a wireless network. They monitor security, the flow of foot traffic. Newark's primarily interested in energy savings. Hugh Martin is president of Sensity, the Silicon Valley company that developed the smart lights at Newark and this parking garage in San Jose. So these lights, they sense that we're walking? Yeah, there's a motion sensor in each individual light. What does this do as far as energy? This week we saved about $3,500, over $182,000 a year in energy saved just from this. Across the globe, cities are phasing out old energy-wasting incandescent and sodium bulbs and replacing them with LEDs, which can act as a power hub that can be tailored for high-tech add-ons. That's the smart part. They're also 90% more efficient, longer-lasting, and much brighter. Whoa, that is bright. There are about four billion outside lights in the world today. Imagine all these lights connected in one global network. This is one of just a few places in the country where a smart light network has been installed. This Silicon Valley building uses it primarily for security. And here's how it works. There are 40 lampposts in this lot holding 83 LED lights connected to seven cameras in a seamless grid that is tracking and recording my every move. So we do use the license plate recognition and we also can detect people. Kevin Kirk is chief engineer for the Shorenstein Company, which owns this building. The company plans to install smart lights at their properties across the country. Everything goes up into the cloud, so we can access everything from anywhere. The future is limitless for this technology. The smart light network has the ability to spot an unattended bag at an airport and alert security, show drivers to empty parking spaces, alert shoppers of sales as they walk past retailers. Existing LED lights can be retrofitted with sensors to monitor pollution, measure snowfall, sniff out a dirty bomb before it can spew radiation. There's no end to the kind of information you could gather. Yep. And therein lies the problem. In the future, the smart network could track every place we go, everything we buy, everything we do all the time. It sounds rather Orwellian. Wouldn't at least the parents of um, kids at a school feel better if they knew that there was a analytic that looked for objects that could be guns on people that were coming into the school? Wouldn't that be a good thing? We're all to both benefiting and at risk from this. Dr. Linton Wells with the National Defense University in Washington says technology is evolving faster than our policies to control it. So I think the onus has to be on the citizen. It's your information that's, uh, that's at risk out there. Is the technology getting ahead of us? If we don't have the technology, we won't confront the issues and we won't figure out the right way. With a smart light network, the future can be bright if we're smart about how we use it. For CBS This Morning, Bill Whitaker, Sunnyvale, California. There you have the inventor giving you the classic line, you have to pass, pass the bill to see what's in it. He's invented the thing. He's just made a bunch of money on this contract. The last thing he's going to do is disparage his own invention. 
These scientists that we're dealing with here have no sense or care of what this data does, other than the fact that once they make something, they're usually either obsessed with the silicon being, or two, like this guy, he's obsessed with the dollars he's going to make. And he's thrilled about it. But the problem is people are not responsible to use these technologies. And this is, this again, the world that we're in. We are in a place right now, when I listen to a, a, some proposals today by one of the people in dealing with how to reform education, and there was a list of things of like parents need to have a choice in whether they have CRT or not, or whether they get transgender theories taught to their kids or not. No, there's no choice in this. Because one thing, parents have proven to be too stupid to figure out the fact that once you start your child down that route, they're going to go along with it and they're going to destroy that child. So the fact of the matter is that school has no business doing any of that any more than government has any business of tracking everybody's movement everywhere they go. But this is the world we've now become part of, is that if you want to do it, do it. No sense of reasonableness. There should be no allowance for a corporation or a government entity to track every motion you make, every purchase you make, and tell us that it's important for the greater security of, the, of anybody. We don't need to know whether someone's got something in their bag because an LED light system potentially senses a gun inside. That can be handled by a checkpoint at the beginning of the school with a simple search of the bag and a scan, if that's important. But you don't need to be creating these grid systems, which is exactly what they want to do. If you're wondering why Obama put in the mandatory, mandatory issues of LED lights and took away incandescent, and then remember, when Trump brought back incandescent lights and the left had a flip out over it, the reason was is the LED lights are part of their global grid monitoring system. They wanted them in everybody's homes because just like what you heard here, once the smart grid goes online, and smart cities work, they're able to take the signal through the power and they're able to monitor you in your home. They're able to monitor what you say. They're able to monitor how you move. They're able to use the lights as a grid system to monitor your movements and to get an in inside look and map of every person's home. That's why LED lights were made mandatory. And once again, people obey like good sheep because people wanted to worry so much about the environment. Oh my, oh my, oh my. We need to save the environment. Always the environment so that we can become better prisoners and better slaves. Everything about this system, everything that we have been through, that we've been compliant to, is a part of us creating our own prison. And this is why they laugh at us. They think we are the dumbest people, dumbest beings around. They give more credit to a dog and to a, a lion than they do to us because they know how stupid we are. All they have to do is say boo and we're going to run. And as a public, we do it all the time. And once they got people to accept the shot and to literally roll up their sleeves and in, in accept an untested vaccine into their bloodstream without asking questions and doing so dutifully because they were told that there was a chance of dying even though the survival rate was 99.5% for most people. Once they accomplished that, they knew that they had dumbed down society enough to now begin the grand push for the Great Reset. And what's behind the Great Reset? 
the most important part that ties it all together is the CBDC. Listen to what Dan Bongino has to say. I want you to listen to this. This is the Bank of International Settlements general manager, Augustin Carstens. I want you to listen to him. The, the accent's a little t- tough, but you'll get it. Talking about these uh, central bank digital currencies, CBDCs. Talking about how, quote, they give them absolute technological control of the currency. Ladies and gentlemen, just listen to their own words. You don't have to listen to me. Check this out. A key difference in, with the CBDC is the central bank will have absolute control on the rules and regulations that will determine the use of that expression of central bank liability. And also, we will have the technology to enforce that. Those, are, those two issues are extremely important, and that makes a huge difference with respect to what, she, to what cash is. That's a bottom line key point, is that once they determine, once they take on this ability to de- be able to determine what cash is and how that liability is to be used, you lose all freedom. It's gone. Because once all money gets tied to the CBDC and people willfully use it, and the thing is there's going to be a whole bunch that will willfully use it, they'll start rolling in other things like great promises, like a UBI, universal basic income, if you do certain things. And all you have to do is get another booster. Make sure your booster card is up. You get your UBI. It's all there. Make sure you follow all the rules. Don't jaywalk. If you do, we'll we'll take the money out immediately. But if you do it too often, then you're going to reduce the amount of money you get every month. This digital currency is rolling out, and it's the backbone to their control over us. And the problem is we have a massive sheep out here that can't figure out their head from their backside, and they're walking blindly into this trap, and the trap is being laid right before us. They're telling us the entire time what they're going to do. And people just don't want to hear. They just don't want to hear. We've been trying to tell you guys what's going on for at least the past three years now. Some people have been trying to tell the truth for 5, 10, 15, 20 years plus. But you guys don't want to listen. You guys call us conspiracy theorists. And now we live in a world, a technologically advanced world, where your worldview can be shaped just by controlling the flow of the information. So we can present you with all of this information. We can present you with all this stuff that gets pushed to the bottom of the internet so you don't see it. It doesn't matter because what are you going to do? You're going to take that information. You're going to run to your Google machine. You're going to type that in and you're going to get 50 fact checkers telling you that it's wrong. It's a conspiracy theory. It's from a far right fringe conspiracy website and it's all bullshit. It's meant to keep you weary of anything that goes against what they're telling you, the narrative, what the media is telling you, what they're telling you to be true. If people question it, they are they are literally conditioning you to believe that we're insane, that we're conspiracy theorists, that we're paranoid. Okay, so you have to do your own research and come to the conclusion on your own. You, It's fine. If you want to look at the fact checkers, great. But then also read the stuff that we've been showing to you for years. And then make your own decision. 
Who are you going to really trust? People who have monetary gain to lie to you? The people in the media that have been proven to be dishonest over and over again? Or are you going to trust people who have done their own research? And not to mention, most of this stuff can be found on government websites. I mean, literally, the World Economic Forum website is not a fringe conspiracy theory website. It's an actual organization. All of this stuff is in there. Agenda 2030. Please read it. You can even go on Google and type in any country, Agenda 2030, and you can find out what country has signed on for this agenda, for this globalist agenda. Guys, we're moving into a cashless society. You don't see a problem with that? You don't see a problem with the fact that a small number of people are going to be controlling all of the money all over the world? Because you're seeing every single person, every single leader of every country that is signed on for this globalist agenda all doing the same types of things in their countries. Look at what they did in Canada with the trucking convoy. Froze their bank accounts. They couldn't support their families, pay their bills, put food on the table because they went against what the government wanted. Is that the world you want to live in? I don't care how much you agree with everything they're doing right now. Do you really think that's going to just constantly stay that way? you got to do your own research. You can't expect people like myself to present all this information to you because you're just going to go, fact checkers, say you're false. Is that not true or what? See, we've been trying really hard for years now to wake up the masses. And we still try. But I'm kind of at this point now where wake up, and here's, how, here's basically how it works. There's the trough. Drink from it or don't. If you don't drink from it and you die of thirst, sorry. I have no care anymore. We are in a point right now when the remnant has to stay strong. The knowledge that we have, the resources that we contain and control, And the skills that we build have to continue to grow exponentially as hard and as fast as we can. Because we are going to be the difference when the other mass of dumb, deaf, and blind start to wake up but don't know what to do. And I'm going to be honest with you. Once we get to that point, there's not going to be a lot of time to go over and coddle them. You better just throw them a bag of seeds and say, get busy, figure out how to grow a garden, maybe put together a a garden growing packet and say, good luck. Once you get your garden going, I'll come over and take a look. But get busy. Because this is about how it is. Anybody right now that is not growing food is not taking the food shortage seriously. And it's real. It's not going away. Instead, though, I find these sorts of comments, like somebody writes the other day and says, and it's all over in Telegram, and it's coming from the same source every time. It's they've, The military's found huge amounts of food, enough to, to feed the world for 150 years in the dumbs, and they're getting ready to distribute it worldwide. Great story. Where's the proof? The fact is there is no proof. It's just like all this nonsense about all the underground tunnels that are being rooted out and blown up and all the children that are being rescued and all the whatever else they're finding underneath there. Patriots, I worked on the subterranean program. That was the program that was developing the tactics for the future fights in subterranean environments. I got news for you. 
We don't even have a subterranean trained military yet. We don't even have subterranean units other than in a few select special operations teams. We don't have the technology to sustain underground for more than about an hour and a half to two, two hours. So all of this nonsense that you keep reading about or people keep perpetuating, it's nothing more than stories where people can say and say, look what's happening and feel good and do absolutely nothing. It's wasting time. If we're really saving all these kids, please tell me where they are because I haven't seen them. Where are they? And then, of course, when I get things, is like, well, they have to keep them in secret hiding because they're trying to get them recovered so the public can accept them. They're part of the great disclosure. What a bunch of crap. That's been going on now, apparently, for six years. Look, it is time that we get very, very real about what's happening. We are on the cusp of losing our nation. And we're losing it because we, as Americans, are letting it happen. We, have, we are the most well-armed public in the world, and yet we let them roll us over from afar with the threat of some two-bit fine if we don't wear a mask and, or take a vax, and we comply. All of this big patriot grit that I heard for so many years, going to take my cold, a gun from my cold, dead fingers, that doesn't exist. That's just pure hyperbole. Sounds good. Sounds good that Bubba can say it, but at the end of the day, Nothing's happening. Right now, we have got real people crossing this border that are coming here to this nation to harm us. We don't have a million patriots on the border, yet we should, closing it down and pushing the federal government out because we don't need the federal government because they're not doing their damn job. We cower down when we hear about the FBI taking Mike Lindell's cell phone there shouldn't be an FBI agent that should be able to go to work without feeling that he's going to get surrounded by people calling him out for what he is, taking his picture and posting it all over the web. There shouldn't be an IRS agent able to go to work without having his picture of himself, his family, his damn address at home posted all over the web. These people are criminals and we are information warriors and we know how to fight and we aren't taking it seriously. This army that we are currently relying on, our U.S. military, it's broken. That's the true news. But here's the good news, is that somewhere along the way in the last few years, another army was stood up called the Digital Army because it was the number one line of defense for home, for the homeland. And everybody that was in that Digital Army took an oath. If you took that oath, or if you haven't taken the oath, take it, whatever you're going to do. But here's the deal. That should mean something to you, like it means to all of us that have served. That oath never dies. And our commitment is not towards a, towards a corporate regime that's running tyranny across this land. Our oath is to the preservation of the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution at any cost. At any cost. And the core of all of this that drives us and protects us and keeps us strong is our relationship with Christ. It's that armor, it's that focus, it's that intensity. You see, I, and I'm gonna, I wanna just kind of close with this tonight because there's so much that gets under my skin when I look at this and then I look across the board and I say, how come a country, a Christian nation has become so apathetic? What has happened? Well, what's happened is that we've been 
lulled to sleep from the pew to the daily job to everything. Our founding fathers came here with great risk. The pilgrims came here and lost half of themselves in the first winter. They were down to four women that had to tend to the surviving children and had to bear children with multiple men so that they could survive. They had to overcome impossible odds. And we are here because of their enduring strength. This nation has shed more blood than I can possibly count. And whether you agree with the wars or not, the spirit of the, of the soldier was always the same, to fight for freedom and liberty. And here we are today. And what will these generations in the future look to us and say? You let them take it away from you? You rolled over because of a few words and they told you that there was an invisible virus and you rolled over and you took a shot and half of you ended up dying? The remnant is going to is more than just a religious concept. It's more than just a biblical word. The remnant is a remnant that has the anointing of God to stand in this time to not bow, to accept it's what was given, dominion over all evil, and to stand boldly like David, Joshua, Gideon, and the many great warriors of Scripture, to stand against this evil, to rally the people, and to make sure that under no circumstances does evil prevail. That is what remnant is. And that is what legacy we walk in. So it's time to buckle up. We've got a lot of work to do, and the storm is coming. I talked about it last night. I'll remind you again. The American flag that flew at Trump's rally at Youngstown, Ohio on Saturday had a blue background with black stars. If you're curious what that means, it's very simple. It means to the enemy, surrender now or death will be your consequence. We will give no quarter. Patriots, it is time we accept that motto. We will give no quarter. And to this fight, we will stand. And to this evil, we will never bow. And to God, we will give all and everything given in life and in death because we have life everlasting. Let us pray. Father, we come to you today humbled, focused, and hopefully with hearts that are now determined and focused into this fight. These are difficult times, times where we have looked towards others to stand with us, look towards others to even fix the problems that we face. And sadly, what we've done is we've stepped aside from one of the greatest gifts you've given us, dominion over all evil. Father, for those times that we've veered away from that, forgive us for our transgressions. Accept, our, accept us here before you as for accepting our sins. As we repent for the place we were, but we stand now in this time, boldly in the face of this evil, accepting the responsibility that each one of us has been called to the line. Each one of us is called to captain a small contingent, a small army, and to lead them, no matter where we are, no matter where we live, to help raise them up 
to give them the strength of Christ in their heart, to stand boldly against this evil, to awaken their eyes so they can see truly what we face and to be prepared for what is to come. We do not know, Father, who we can rely on other than those that stand within the light of Christ and stand unified within the body of the remnant. And if you are to bring others to our side, we are truly blessed. But hear us, Father. Whether or not that happens, we will stand against this evil, come hell or high water, and we will never bow. We will not give up this nation. You gave this nation to us to steward. It is our responsibility to hold. We ask for your blessing and your guidance and your strength. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. We give no quarter not to this evil. These people are not out to make your life easier. They're not out to make some new, better way of life for you. They're out for one singular thing, to enslave you, to use you up in the end and kill you. They've already made a great inroad towards that, slaughtering our elderly and polluting our children. I can give no quarter to people like that. I will give no mercy I'll let God figure that out. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But remember, we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. Walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe, to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal, but that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait, but this city of Houston, this state of Texas, 
This country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know exists. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 